is the Go Radio Football Show podcast. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and Craig Moore. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! So Rangers and the holders St Johnson are through to the League Cup semi-finals. Will there be a cup win this season for Steven Gerrard in his fourth season here in Glasgow? Celtic aim to join them in tonight's Premier Sports Cup quarter-final against Wraith Rovers. Who remembers back to 1984? And who will win the Dundee United Hibs clash at Tannadice? What for Rangers last night? Yanis Hadji came on at half-time and he changed the game. And good news for Celtic fans... Furuhashi, Kyogo, he's back in light training. Craig Moore, you were watching Rangers last night, yep. getting the win. Yanis Hadji, did he turn things for them? He certainly changed things uh, for Rangers in the second half. Look, in the first half, Rangers were quite dominant, uh, had really good chances. Bassey, Patterson and Wright, good chances, but they didn't take those chances. Hadji come on in the second half and probably give them that, that little bit of quality that they needed in the final third and, and was a you know a key player, I think, in that second half. Rangers eventually run out and win the game comfortably 2-0. Uh, Morelos and Roof with the goal. So, look, pleasing result for Rangers. Still not on absolute fire, if I'm honest. You know, still not cr- creating loads of opportunities. And that, that final bit, I think we've heard Steven Gerrard say so many times, um, can still be better, but... All you can do is go through to the next round, semi-finals. The fans beforehand here on Go Radio were saying, play Nathan Patterson. They did. Yeah. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, now look, he's very positive, isn't yeah. he? You know, he loves to he loves to get forward, yeah. uh, but he also showed defensively uh, that there's an awareness in terms of when he needs to get in and cover his central defenders. Um, so he, he he was a player that he, he can do at both ends, but he loves to get forward. And that's what we love to see from young players. He came off, Tavernier came on, yep. but hopefully he will be okay, Craig. No news yet no on news. injury for Rangers. Mark, you watched St. Johnson for us last night, then the cup holders, and that's a huge result for them going through at Dundee. Yeah, uh, it was a really good result for St. Johnson. Dundee played well in the first half. Xander Clark had a couple of really good saves. And then eventually, you know, St. Johnson's experience know-how I think took over and uh, they got a couple of goals with the, the, the cup specialist um, Sean, Rooney. Sean Rooney what is it, it about again. the cup and him both it, cups he just, yeah. Yeah, just loves it and not a header this time by his <laughs> uh, feet from a from a, a corner and um, then a lovely finish from Ali Crawford and I think that's what Callum Davidson said when he brought Ali Crawford to St Johnson he'll bring goals from middle of the park he's one of these guys that times his run well or has got into the box yep. or just times it doesn't he go all the time but when he does go he goes with a purpose and he was picked out beautifully by Callum Booth and that that killed the game so yes and Johnston back to Hamden again for the, the fifth time this year and at least this time Paul they'll be allowed to take their supporters with them the fans will be yep. there yeah I mean we're all neutral but it would have been a shame for St Johnston going out early um, although Dundee I see one of the headlines today was about uh, Lee Griffiths a pyrotechnic had been launched it came onto the pitch and uh, he Got it off the pitch, he booted it, but it went towards <laughs> the fans, as far as we know. Um, I don't know if there are any uh, proceedings going to happen from that. People shouldn't chuck these things on to the yeah. pitch, and nor should anybody kick them out. How did you see it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. first of all, yeah, you're right. You don't want to see the pyrotechnics at the game. They shouldn't be there. But secondly, it's not um, part of Lee Griffiths or any other player's remit um, to, to, to deal with those things when on the pitch. You leave it to the stewards or to the referee or whoever it may be to deal with that. So he's brought unnecessary attention upon himself by by going um, to do that. So whether the authorities will then about it um, or not, Paul, we can see. And you've got to be careful because wasn't there, there was recently an incident uh, in French football where something had been launched uh, by the supporters and I think it was Payet 
that, mm. that launched something. Launched it back, uh, and, right. then, yeah. and then all of a sudden it become a, a full-scale riot. So yeah. it is important that, look, it, it's it's poor behaviour. It shouldn't happen and you, you leave the, the right people to deal with, with with that. But as a player, you've just got to steer yeah. clear of all those kind of yeah. things. So probably Lee Griffiths, you know, I think when he thinks about what, what he's actually done, you'll be thinking that he shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Gary McAllister, he takes uh, charge, doesn't he? Does he actually take charge, Craig, <clears throat> on these games? He certainly does the media interviews. Yeah. We spoke to him beforehand. This was his take on the two-goal victory. Yeah, I think we ran out comfortable winners. But, um, delighted to, to get the result and, and be in the semi-final and getting to Hamden. Again, I thought there was some good football in the first half. We, we moved the ball pretty well. And again, getting up into the final third, I thought we, we just lacked a wee bit of quality I, similar to Motherwell. But there still was good chances and, and we've got to be more clinical to put these games away. Manager makes a decision at half-time to, to flip Giannis on for, for Scotty Wright and it, and it paid dividends because what we were asking for at half-time was that wee bit more guile and a wee bit more quality getting into that, the corners of the box and, and Giannis provided that. So that, that got us, off, got us this, the first goal and delighted to see Buff getting a goal as well. So it's a good night. Buff got a goal. Yep. Yeah, yeah well, he got uh, a gift. He got yeah, a gift. He did, yeah. yeah no, Slychek uh, had played so well. He, he, he has, and, and he has all season, but he, he made a mistake and uh, Morelos capitalised and, and put the game beyond uh, Livingston. But it looks interesting hearing Gary McAllister there. It's like, Hadji did come on and make an, uh, an unbelievable impact in that game in the second half, Mark. But the, the thing is, is it's like any player so far this season, that consistency mm-hmm. of... of of 90 minutes, performing well, really influencing a game. It hasn't been there. We have seen the odd, you know, cameo performance. Had you coming on for 45 minutes? It's just that that lack of consistency, I, th- I think, has still been an issue so far this season for Rangers. Yeah, I, I, for me, it's a, it's a spark that's missing with Rangers. And I don't know if it's, you know, partly to do with because of the heights that Rangers hit last season. It was always going to be difficult to, 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 to repeat that. We get that. You know, we're not asking Rangers to go through the season un, un, unbeaten again and you know have you know dozens and dozens of clean sheets but it's obviously to do with the fact that the, 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 the players that they've brought in um, in the summer um, are not you know they're not I don't think they're any better than what they've already got they're good yeah. players but they're not guys that say oh god you can't leave him out the first team you know yeah. he's got to replace Roof or Morelos or he's got to replace Kamara or he's got to replace Golden they've not signed players like that so it's almost as if they're just looking for something just to, to bring them to life Again, I mean, the bottom line is they're still top of the league. They'll mm-hmm. get through to the semi-final yeah, yeah. of the cup, but there is something missing. Absolutely, and you hear Gary McAllister saying it again. There, we've got to be more clinical. We weren't clinical enough on Sunday. We paid the price. We weren't clinical enough last night, but we've still managed to get through two 0 So they're looking for something, and I think that a talisman for them, and he certainly mm-hmm. gets the support going and gets those round about him going. Is Morelos? Mm-hmm. You're looking for, and I know he scored last night, but you're looking for more from yeah. him. He's got to bring it bring it to life but I just feel again like the way that Rangers play Steven Gerrard touched on the start of the season that he may need to change things because teams know exactly what they're going yeah. to do now they play the two tens that are inside for me they're attacking players but don't attack anywhere near enough so I think that at times they can actually be higher and wider and stretch back fours and your fullbacks who are still very very important for the way that Rangers play potentially can go underneath so that forward run is mm-hmm. is from inside and when you make that positive forward run from inside it drags another central defender across mm. and all of a sudden, whether it's Morelos, whether it's Roof, whether it's Sakala, they're 1v1. Mm-hmm. And I just think that there needs to be, even last night in terms of the game, when Rangers were direct, again, Goldson, which you've seen so many times last mm-hmm. season, that long ball, that's when Wright gets in. You need to be able to mix it up a little bit more than what Rangers are doing at the moment, in my opinion. So why doesn't he change it? 
He's, he's got a, he's, he's got a certain way that he liked he liked yeah. to play. Yeah, it's the Liverpool way. Very, it? very much is the Liverpool way. Uh, uh, but no disrespect to, to Rangers, Liverpool have got yeah. far better sure. players. Yeah, going forward, they don't have that at Rangers. And what about what Mark was saying? Rangers, we always said they got the the business done early, and that was more yeah. for last season. And Sakala was coming in, yep. Lundstrom as well. But they haven't had the marquee signing. I just wonder if they. You know, I said that last night. You don't want to lose any of the big names, but sometimes when you do, yeah. it might the board might have said, right, we're going to get a really big name or a really effective player to come yeah. in that makes the other players go, wow, I need to really lift my game. And you need to do that. Yeah. When you're when you're champions, mm-hmm. you need to be able to strengthen. You know, I've been in that position where you've won a league title and all of a sudden an unbelievable signing walks through the door and you're like, wow. Yep. Um Rangers haven't done that this season. They've, in my opinion, they've gone for squad fillers. Yep. And we were on at the weekend when Rangers uh, they dropped points against yep. Motherwell, one-one. Yep. They could have stretched the league. Well, they did yep. against Celtic. Yeah, yeah. But it's only four points, uh, and it could have been six. But Mark across the city, it's been another. You know, there's been so much said. There's loads in the socials here about Celtic. Tonight's a huge game for them against Wraith Rovers, mm-hmm. but also the coming weeks for Ange Postecoglou. There was such a wave of optimism a couple of weeks ago. That has changed. Um, the results that came out, the half-year results, and you know the papers latched on the fact that an operational highlight was coming second in the league. And I know the optics. I'm sure it's not how it was meant, but people have jumped on it and said, "What? We, you know, Celtic lost ten in a row, and the rest of it. What's going to happen at Celtic? It does seem to be a little bit." Uh, rudderless mm-hmm. I'm not going to go at Ange Postacoglu he's only been in the, the building yeah. 12 weeks what yeah. about this massive club they said they were the biggest club in Scotland yeah you, you know the financial their PLC what's that about what's it bringing what are the club going to stand up for what are they going to do because Rangers are stuttering a bit but you're absolutely right Rangers are top of the table Rangers are in the cup semi-final wonder what the response is going to be at Celtic well, I mean there's, there's scrutiny again um, on Celtic from the supporters as, as well as the media, you know, on the park and off the park. And I think there's an acceptance, Paul, with the Celtic supporters and with the media, that just what you said there, um, Ange Postecoglou has been in the door 12 weeks and he inherited... As Chaos. close to a shambles as you're going shambles. to Chaos. Yeah, yeah. so Chaos. he's inherited that. Yep. So 12, 12 new signings in the door. Eventually they, they, they lose two or three of their better players, but they had to go. Mm-hmm. The time was right to, to move them on. He's addressed key areas of the team. Goalkeeper... Uh, being one, Kyogo being 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 another. So look, there's things there, but but a slow pro a slow process. The thing for Celtic that that, that they can cling on to, and feel that they'll, they'll eventually be able to overtake it in the weeks and months ahead, is that Rangers are not what they were last season either. So mm. we've picked on that. So therefore, you're going to get a closer race naturally, or at least we should on paper. Off the park, where the results come in again, the board are under scrutiny. The financial results, I think, the financial results, all things considered. A more than decent ball, considering what they're against. But it's the makeup of the football club behind the scenes that's causing a bit of concern. Freshness. Where's the freshness after what's happened with Don McKay? Now. So they said a few weeks ago there's going to be changes at board level. Well, I, I, I change that. For me, a chairman is a role, a very prestigious role at Celtic. And I think Ian Banker has held that role for the best part of a decade. Yeah. Um, before him, it was Brian Quinn and, and, and John Reid, guys that I had to deal with journalistically. Presence, powerful men, proper presence. I don't know if Celtic have got that enough at the moment in the boardroom behind the scenes. Peter Lawwell leaving um, as well. For me, the chairman of Celtic should be someone with stature. Well, give Paul, us a solution. And, 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 and how active? And I would how go active with are was. I would bring in Martin O'Neill as the Celtic chairman. Martin O'Neill's got gravitas, he's highly intelligent, 
he knows the football club and he's a leader and I'm not saying bring him in to, to, to have anything to do with Ange Postecoglou or oversee things or be a director. No, not that at all. A prestigious pres- position to lead the football club, mm-hmm. to give the supporters, oh, why? Martin O'Neill. Why we've got Martin O'Neill as, as, as mm-hmm. chair? It's, like, it's just a thought in my head. It's just somebody mm-hmm. that is highly intelligent, could do the job as a leader and, and knows the football club. I, mean, I think it's mm-hmm. something that, that would give the supporters that wee bit yeah. of, oh, Martin O'Neill, wow. You know, and you, Paul, you know Martin O'Neill. Yep. Oz, yep. you know Martin yep. O'Neill. You, I, I hopefully, he's know where I'm coming from. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, when I mentioned yeah. that, you know? he's, he's a highly intelligent. Yeah. He's an icon of the Celtic fans. He's not going to put that in jeopardy because he's not running yeah. the club. He's not running the team. But what a figure to lead it, and there will be change soon on the board. Craig, yeah, yeah. your reaction if Martin O'Neill was the chairman of Celtic? Oh, well, well, look, he's he's again somebody that that knows the club inside yeah. out, yeah. knows what the fans are after. Um, that that's a really really good start. But for me, he, he's somebody that could definitely give that motivation and drive and leadership off the field. Because if you don't have, if you don't have the the, the back end in, in order, eventually it flows onto the football field. Yep. There's there's no doubt about it. Sure. Eventually it flows onto the football field. You can you can have that band aid solution, but it's short term. You have to get your house in order. So at at, at this moment in time, you you got to say that Celtic still. Um, and not in that position. Yeah, there's work to be done. Naturally, there's work def- to be done. Def- yeah. Definitely work to be done. But Martin O'Neill's uh, look, he's a fantastic name. Um, so, yeah, very interesting, Mark. Good. Yeah. good um, you just threw that in. Good yeah, name. Taken us 0808 17 17 700. Celtic fans, what do you think? Martin O'Neill to lead the club as chairman. There will be a chief executive. There's Michael Nicholson there. Ange Postacoglu. And the sense I get is that the fans are still behind them. They, uh, you know, it was 4-3 against Real Betis. They are a La Liga side. Yep. You know, top six last season. Yeah, sure, they should have been three up at, at one point. But look... Celtic fans, I think, in general, are behind them, but it seems rudderless. So that's interesting. And the Gordon Strachan thing—I keep saying it—he's been amazing for Celtic, but that was then. Mm. And he's a director, the technical director, Dens Park. We saw him at the weekend there, and but he's also involved. It's a, it needs a clarity, you know. The, that's just a confusing one for me. Yeah, I just—I I really can't wrap my head around how that uh, is in place, no. how that's happened, um, who's decided that. Uh, I can't imagine that everyone was on board with that decision. It's got to be a Dermot Desmond yeah. at the top of the tree, isn't yeah, it? Well, yeah, well, you, you, you would like to think so. That's the only way that I think really that that, that mm. does go through. But I just and there was a strong connection, I believe, when he was the manager. And listen, Gordon Strachan knows the football inside yeah. out. And but, this is nothing uh, against Gordon Strachan. Of course not. It's just yeah. I don't, I, again, you're talking. I think too many. You know, it's global. But I, I think we get carried away with who's a, who's a good person and and who no, get the right person. That, that's, just get the right person, yep. somebody that can do their job, do it well, uh, and and make sure that they can take a club forward. Mm-hmm. If, you, if Gordon yep. Strachan is the best available for that role short term, then then absolutely fine. Uh, Securing the full time. It's, it's just yeah. yeah it's yeah. like defi- like for me, the remit. You know, Gordon Strachan get in to look at the at the women's game and and, and look at things at, at, at Celtic Park. Do you believe all that? No. I don't. Well, I'd like to think that he's, if he is in there, that he's looking at more than that because, again, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. He was, he was yeah. a brilliant Celtic manager. Yeah. He, he knows his stuff. The, the thing that I don't quite get is because of his role at Dundee. I don't, I, I'm not quite <laughs> on board with that. I think if you're going to do something, then be be all in with one. And I think if he was all in with Celtic, Gordon Strachan has got plenty mm. to, to, to offer because he, he does know his, his stuff. So I don't have a problem with, with Gordon Strachan being there, but 
only there with the right meme, the, the right remit um, mm. behind the scenes because but, it does know what but, you're doing. But looking yeah. from the outside, right, and, and, and again, you've probably got a lot of Celtic supporters thinking the same thing that I'm thinking, right? Gordon Strachan has mm. a relationship, long-term relationship with the football club, I get it. He's got two sons at the football club. Like for me, yeah. it, it, it starts to get really messy and complicated. Family again, business. Again, yeah. get the right people, right, that can direct and turn this club into a proper club again. That's what you have to do. And you, need, you need to make tough yeah. decisions and you need to communicate. It needs to be clear. It needs to be decisive. Um, and it needs to be swift. Here's Ange speaking about Wraith Rovers tonight. As always, we, we scout the opponents. We've had people watching them. And, you know, obviously, cup games are a little bit different. I guess the league games, uh, both teams are aware that, uh, you know, everything hinges on on that day. And so we're expecting a tough game. Uh, we're expecting a, an opponent who will be determined to try and stop us. And our job is to make sure that, particularly at home, we, we kind of impose ourselves on, on them and, and, and try and create you know, an atmosphere and, and I guess a, a football environment that makes it difficult for them. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. It's Thursday night. We've got cup action tonight. 7.45 kickoff. Celtic against Wraith Rovers. Wraith Rovers won it back in, what, 1984? 1994. 1994, of course. Just checking you both awake. We were on it there. I actually seen something today. It was um, a Celtic lineup for 1994. It was something like, you know... In regards to the team back then, how many would make it into Andrew's oh. starting eleven? Yeah, uh-huh. You can back what? That's Matt Mc- McNally, McStay, Paul Byrne, Paul yeah. McStay, McStay, Mowbray. Yeah, Tony Mowbray. How many made it? Andy Walker, Charlie Nicholas. Yeah, Andy Walker, Charlie Nicholas. Yeah. How many made it? Six of them, seven of them. Uh, I was just a question. A question. I, I didn't then jump on the the. Yep. The replies. That final was played at Ibrox, of course. I think Hamden was uh, being revisited. Right, that was yeah. the way the Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Nichol. Jimmy Nichol, that's right. Gordon, Gordon Dale. Dale. Oh, Ham to Gordon. No, you worked with him for many years, Gordon. He's a great character. He had great success at United as well. Sorry, yeah, we hear him on the yeah. on the radio. He's had a, a good career. Uh, yeah, so Wraith Rovers coming to town. Celtic, what about the crowd will be tonight? It was 35,000 at Ibrox last night. Mm. Decent mm. crowd? Or are we a bit yeah, disappointing? Yeah, I mean, look, I think... Again, you know, midweek. Yep. We, we know how hard it is sure. to, to, yep. to get it's out. It's live on the telly. It's live the on money. the telly. It's yeah. expensive. Yeah, no, exa- exactly right. So, oh, yep. look, I think it's a decent crowd. Hopefully for Celtic also tonight, they can they can get a, a decent crowd. Look, they're up against, you know, Wraith where you'd expected to, to to go and do mm. a job and, and obviously progress to the semi-finals. But yeah. Wraith are a side that... that that play the game in the right way. I've seen them a couple of times. and Have you? Yep. Yeah, you know, their fullbacks again, very attacking yeah. minded, like to get forward. Mm-hmm. I think they're missing Vaughan, unfortunately. He's picked up a, an ACL injury, so he's out for the season. He was a decent attacking option, but yep. they, they play football the right way, so it should be an entertaining mm-hmm. game. John McGlynn knows all about Celtic. He does, yep. yeah. He worked there in, the, in yep. the scouting department for a while, and I think was, you know, just what you're saying there, uh, I think he was... He was heavily influenced by Brendan Rodgers because he worked there during that period. So I think, you know, Brendan would spend a lot of time with the staff, not just his backroom staff, but all the staff in the different departments if they needed it. He was always there for mm. them. So, yeah, I think you Are can you see, allowed you can to see mention that Brendan Rodgers, Frank, a couple of nights ago, oh. I saw it in the, on the papers. In fact, we clashed with him a couple of months ago. Yeah, he was passionate about... Uh, well, my take yeah. from day one, the day that I heard that Brendan Rodgers was leaving Celtic to go to Leicester was, and I'll say it again, I didn't blame him. I he, thought it was the right thing for even him to in February. do. Even in February? We're not going to have the argument <laughs> no, <laughs> two no, and a half I, I, years I, I, later. Like, but yeah. but you, you look at the backstory, you look at the subplots, all the things that, are, that, that we're aware of, um, you know, it was probably, it was going to happen sooner, but certain circumstances stopped that um, from happening um, sooner. But oh. you look at what he took over at Celtic and to what he left. Mm. What he, You know, look at the player, 
Look at what he reinvented Scott Brown. Look at look at James Forrest's game. Like, come on, look at Callum McGregor's um, game. So you look at what he inherited. He was an outstanding manager, and you know it was a sad day for Celtic mm-hmm. when he was when he was Moussa allowed Dembele. to go. Yeah, yep. yeah, Edward. Yeah, you, you look yep. at it. So um, over the piece, I don't blame him. It was unfortunate that um, he wasn't around to stay yep. for the for the next um, period that came up. But um, I don't blame him at all. Um, for leaving well Mark threw one in about 10-15 minutes ago said Celtic are making changes on the board Martin O'Neill should be made chairman non-exec chairman of Celtic the man who came in when Rangers were dominant and uh, they won a treble in his first year so what do you make of it if it's Martin O'Neill what is he 69 years old just uh, ideal to slip in uh, as chairman is that in the thinking of Celtic uh, and do the fans really care it's about what happens on the pitch tonight against Wraith Rovers uh, and a good game up the road as well this evening Dundee United against Hibs all Premier League clash I wonder who do you think is going to win that one Craig I'll throw this one uh, yeah, no, this, this, this is a really uh, I think a really really tough match mm. Um but you look at Hibs and their their experiences over the last few years and all that sort of stuff. You know, have got to semi-finals of the cups. Yeah. Have have got to finals. Mm. So that you know, in terms of experience, you probably go uh, with Hibs. But again, Dundee United. I've seen them on their day. Mm. On their day, very very good. Um, so they they will fancy their chances. I think this will be a really really tight affair. Mm. But I think Hibs can shade it. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Nisbet not quite being at it at the moment. No. But, no. Uh, and maybe Tam Court's taken a lot from the win in the derby, but you think Hibs, yeah. Yep. What do you think, Mark? I mean, think the D United will certainly be getting into the game on a high after the derby one on Sunday. Edwards and Mulgrew, terrific at the back mm. for them uh, in the heart of the, the defence and, and getting, you know, Hawks uh, getting the goal, um, you know, terrific. So I think the D United will make it really tough. I wonder if they might just sneak it, but, but if Hibs perform at the levels that they can, I'd agree with Craig. I, I think Hibs will maybe just sneak it. I mean, Hearts and Hibs have started brilliantly, but they drew. They both drew at the weekend, yeah. as we know. And, you know, you think that's the, the wobble that they sometimes get by the end of September or October. I mean, Aberdeen have had it even earlier. And that's maybe something we'll talk about later on. The Dons haven't won in six games. Seven. Seven. They've yeah. been in in Seven. six. Yeah. yeah. You two are on it. We're going to hear uh, Gary McAllister's <laughs> thoughts and Yanis Hadji. Can I ask you, what do you feel about scrapping? It's extra time, isn't it, tonight? If, if, if either of them are a draw, it goes extra time and penalties. Why not scrap extra time? They were doing that in England. Well, and then go straight to penalties. Straight to pens. Why not? There's so many games on, all the European games, right? The fans are there, it's getting, it'll be dark in a wee while. Why not? Straight to pens. Yeah. No, no, I've got no issue with that at all. Good. None at all. Like I said, because again, then for 90 minutes, if it's tight, you've got teams that are going, you know what? (laughs) You've got to have a crack here because otherwise you're going to the lottery of the penalties. There's no extra time, lots of stuff. So I think as a product, in terms of what the fans are going to see, they're going to see an end to end uh, game of football. Both teams trying to go and win a game of football. I don't have a, I don't have an issue with it. Do you think the players, from the players' point of view, Craig, you played for so long with Rangers, Crystal Palace, all the rest. So yeah, do you think the players would prefer that? Might as well play the ninety minutes or ninety-five minutes the way it is these days. Yeah, and then penalties. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting one yep. to see what the players uh, would mm. think of that because again, look, uh, the match can change, uh, yep. and all of a sudden, you know, you come to the, to the end of the yep. match, and all of a sudden, you feel as if the momentum's with you, but you don't quite get over the line and. You start well again next mm. time and put the game uh, beyond doubt. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the, what, what the players think. But in terms of a game, we go back to player welfare, looking yep. after players, the amount of games they play. Um, I certainly wouldn't have an issue with it. 
you can talk to the family for a wee while instead of watching football all night because <laughs> it comes on the build up from 7.15 just after our show and then it'll go on if it's extra time and penalties it's after 10 at night Mark Mark Beattie what do you think? Oh, straight, straight to pens and um, you know I'm glad that you know it's come in uh, now Scottish Cup no replays I was never a fan of replays <laughs> either yeah. I thought it would play to fights again just purely from a supporter's point of view, you know, they've paid their 20 or 30 quid to get into your game and then you've got to ask them to go back for another game and pay another 20 or 30 quid. Play it to a finish. You know, when you go to see a movie, you don't have to leave after an hour and a half and come back the following week to see the last 15 minutes. So you pay your money, play it to a, a finish. Get a result. All the time. Play it to a finish. And for the cup games, absolutely go straight to pens. You get left in the cinema on your own in your earlier days, didn't you, before you met Anne and settled down. Is that true? <laughs> I did that. It was always a wee ticket for one. Yeah. Aye. Are we getting a night out at the Bond movie when it, when oh, it comes in? It's got to be done, isn't it? Yeah. Talking, I think Karen will organise this for us, I'm sure, at Go oh. Radio. So uh, socially distanced, but the Bond movie oh, uh, in yeah. a couple of weeks. There's a few of them around here think they're Bond, don't they? Are we picking mix in the movies? Can't beat it. Can't beat it. 0808 08, 17, 17 700. What do you think about Mark's suggestion that uh, Martin O'Neill should be chairman of Celtic? And what about Rangers last night? Yanis Hadji then. Is it time he got a run? And what about Scott Wright? Um, didn't quite happen for him in the first half. Mm. Um, what do you think, Rangers fans? Although, uh, Hadji, let's see what Gary McAllister had to say about the player who's had a tough time with COVID. I think there's a cleverness about Yanis, and it's and it's and it is and it is positional. It's his, it's his, his awareness of how to play the role. Sometimes, you know, players, you see players that are really, really busy running from box to box, but sometimes it's actually advantageous to stand still and get your positioning right. And he's somebody who's watched a lot of football and he's obviously, he's got a very, uh, his dad wasn't bad either. So he's, he's, I think he's learned from the fact that you don't have to be flying around the pitch to, 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 make, to make an impact in a game. You know, it's, it's, it's cleverness of positioning and cleverness of where you receive and where you take it. And that's what he brought tonight. You know, he just brought a wee bit of something different and it you know, created the first goal and we needed that to, to, to break down Libby. Craig Moore. You know what I loved about yep. what Gary McAllister says there? That sometimes as a football player, the best thing is to stand still mm-hmm. um, because the game is shifting all the time. Yep. Uh, and you know, I've always thought, see if you're in a position where you're actually kind of marking the referee, but the referee's always spare. Mm-hmm. It's just like sometimes just stand still and you're actually... When you're in good possession, you're in a good position and you're able to, uh, for me, um, hurt a team because you're in a far better position. Like You see, the, the running, the pointless running at times can be pointless. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a really, really good point. Again, I just think that the concern, not the concern, I just think that the issue for Rangers has just been that lack of consistency. The, the, the group of players, um, they showed everybody what they could do last season. You know, so we know the level and... and and so, therefore, they've set that level. And because they've, they've been below that this season, we're obviously all critiquing and saying, well, you know, they need to do this, they need to do that. It's because they set such a high standard last season. But, again, Hadji, for me, has great talent, has great awareness, um, can create, can score, but he doesn't do it consistently enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think just go back to what Gary Mike was saying there, and you said always remember when you were a kid playing football, your coaches would, would tell you, CPM, control, pass and move. And it was it was somebody who coached you. Uh, was it was Jan Vouters. Yeah, I always remember him. Right. Listening to him yep. when he was um, number three to Dick Advocate and stayed on under Alan McLeish as well. And Jan, it was a dirty, he said, no, you don't you don't need to you don't need to move. Sometimes control it, pass it, and then wait and see. Mm. Stay where you are. Yep. You know. So there's we think you're no wasting energy. You're no running a space you don't need. So we things like that reminded me took me back to, to Jan. Jan Vouters. But I, I wonder just with, with Rangers when you're talking about we've been mentioning the wee spark and things that might be 
be needed. You, you know, you wonder that, bear in mind what we've been saying about bringing in bodies, but not necessarily improving the starting 11 at the moment. Is that something that um, Stephen Gerrard will want to look at in January? And maybe, you know, they might look at looking at the possibility of selling one of their better players to generate funds to yeah. go and freshen it up. So if they can get a, a 10 million for someone that they go and, yeah. you know, they get five of that back, you know, to go and, ah, do you know what, let's bring in a couple that can go and, you know, just bring that yeah. freshness and bring that wee spark. They need to be decisive, yep. Mark, yep. in my opinion. So yep. even uh, the window that's just closed, if they turn around Rangers and said, we're going to sell Morelos or Kamara's up for sale, you've made a decision, yep. right? Get the business done, and then you're able to make your improvements, right? And 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 I'm talking about improvements. I mean, Kamara, Morelos, great mm. players, but you get a decent amount of money in, and again, you've got to be confident enough that you can go and get players that can make just Let, as just as good an impact, if not more. Let's put that to Derek, a Rangers fan who's on. Good evening, Derek. How are you? Hey, good evening, panel. Uh, when you think Steven Gerrard will come in for criticism of some of the fans, because I think he's been getting away with it for too long. I'm not Stephen Gerrard's biggest fan. I think he got off he went when the season was stopped. And Mark, you've worked in another station and you know it was maybe highly critical of him in that station as well. I think he gets away with one. I think that people can, because he's name, he gets away with a lot. But Derek, the fact that... I, think, I, yep. think, I think his signings fall mm-hmm. this season has turned the club back maybe, not forward. I think Simpson and the other boy from Bournemouth won't put it at Rangers. I think Sakala... He's a lot of work done to him. Uh, there are a number of other signings you can go over. He's signings from start to finish, and they're quite a lot of them very suspect. Craig Moore. That's, it's interesting, Derek, because I think you're starting to, you are starting to hear a little bit more, um, a few more grumbles yeah. in terms of the way that the team have, uh, have performed, the recruitment side of things that you touch on. Uh, I'm a big fan, like I says, on the back of success, go and make yourself even stronger. I don't believe Rangers have done that this season, Derek, if I'm honest. Um, and at the same time, you know, like the, the way that the team played last season, yes, there's an, there's an awareness of the way that they played. Do you have the ability to maybe uh, look to try and change things, um, to, to bring a different threat? So, look, there are a lot of things that you are hearing recently. So he's, he's starting to, to get a little bit of stick. It's a massive, massive name and he had a great season last season. He was given time by the football club. But, and money. And money, and a lot of money. But I, th- I think that those questions are now starting to come, mate. But if nobody came in with a big enough offer or any offer for him, Arellis during the summer, don't think anyone did, did they? Kamara, don't, don't I know he signed a new contract, yeah. but if someone had come in with 15 yeah. million, what would have happened? They'd have yeah. been sold. Yeah. So, so, the numbers, so the numbers that Reigns have been looking for ha- haven't been met, but then, then you've got to ask yourself, are, are genuinely the clubs who have been interested whether it was a Morelos or a Kent or a Golds or whoever it mm. may be mm. have they been unfair with the bids that they've put in or have Rangers been holding out for too much yeah well I think Rangers on the back of last season have, have probably got higher values of of, of, the, of the players sure. because they're, they're, they're their assets yeah. um, that obviously clubs were, were willing to pay um, you know whether it be down south or whether uh, in Europe um, yeah, Derek. You go, Derek. Point, yeah, sure, Derek. Uh, away from Rangers, I heard Mark saying earlier on about Martin Neal coming in as the chairman. Yep. Do you not think that would put extra pressure on the current Celtic manager when no. he knows a Celtic legend, an ex-manager, a god in the eyes of the Celtic fans is hovering about at the club? Good question. Do you not think that would put yep. 
extra pressure on the manager. No, it'd be a tremendous asset to the manager. I know what you're saying, but you know, as far as my way, I don't Martin O'Neill's interested in um, certainly not managing Celtic again. I think he'd probably look at being a manager again, but but not not Celtic. And no, I think it would be a tremendous ally for someone like Ange Postecoglou and a real good uh, shoulder to lean on. No, he would, and, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have mentioned that if I thought it was you know to hover over. I, I just was speaking about that. There's a bit of freshness required at Celtic at boardroom level, I think, and I think most of the supporters want that. Too, and I think the starting point is the leader of the club in that area and that's the chairman and I think Martin O'Neill would be a fantastic chairman a fantastic leader for, for, for Celtic and I'm certainly not being ageist he'll be 70 in six months mm. Derek and it's sufficiently long ago since he created some magic for the Celtic fans Craig what do you think of this? Oh, uh, Derek I wanted to ask you a question about again it's, it's, it's on the players how, how do you feel um, with Rangers allowing Itton to uh, to move on, like because I felt that he was a he was a different type of striker that we currently we currently have, and I think it's good to have um, you know those differences yeah. because different type of games you want to change things. Why why that, and are you dis? Criticism of Stephen Gerrard is I think he doesn't like that going back to front sometimes. I think against Murrayville, I think they could have just went long. Basically, I, I would have liked to see him signing Lyndon Dykes last season, something that gives you an option. I'm okay, like, take a player, somebody that you can just go long back to front and, and give the opposition a surprise. I feel that he tries to work the ball into the net. Your old teammate, Barry Ferguson, on here was almost crying out for that 12 months ago, 14 months ago. For, for Lyndon, Lyndon Dykes. Dykes, sign him. Yeah, Lyndon Dykes, uh, for me, again, that that big kind of target man. Um, his game has improved a lot. Uh, it's a different it's a different style. I think Lyndon Dykes is, is great if you've got another striker close to him. I think that um, when he's had that next to him in Scotland, the national team, he looks a better player rather yeah. than leading the line by himself, mm-hmm. Derek. Um, but but again, like Itton for me was a strange one because pre-season, I know he wasn't starting matches, he was coming on, he was making an impact, he was scoring goals, and the next minute he was he was put out on loan. I found that that was a very very strange one. Mm-hmm. Mark, were you surprised about Itton? I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was. Even now, when you're looking at now and you're seeing that. Defoe's not making a contribution at all it looks as though clearly he's very much in that coaching role now which is fine but um, yeah I'm surprised because you wonder it's just leave, leaving him that wee bit light and yet it took a while to, to get to get going excuse me yeah. but there was something there and you're thinking the coach is going to work with him Defoe going to work with him and improve this guy because you're right he did offer offer something different Derek what will convince you about Steven Gerrard then do you have to win the, the League Cup for example in a couple of months I think one twelve out of nine for was not acceptable. Uh, I know but, that he, he had to come into, but I think last year he just won the table. Yeah, yeah. But no, that would I, make it two, yeah. and if you're top of the table, and Celtic have slipped up uh, at the weekend, and maybe that. I mean, it's a good question that you're asking, and it's touching what you were saying about they need to change it a bit. Um, but Stephen Jarrod, twenty-five point lead last season, though, and I know you know that, Derek. You celebrated it as a Rangers fan, but oh, yeah, Stephen Jarrod himself has said I, it's unacceptable. I, I, I it should be better. I, I, I think some of the players, Paul, struggle when the fans in the ground. Ah, it's a good point. And, uh, good Craig, point as well, Derek. Craig Moore, I'll, I'll, Craig Moore, I'll tell you, Rangers fans are very, very impatient. <laughs> maybe yeah. 15, 20 minutes in, and you're not winning. On, on a good right day. Copy. On a good day. <laughs> I'll tell you something, Derek. That, that's something that I didn't really hear in the other station that you mentioned. It's a great station, of course, but I, I didn't hear that. And somebody was on the phone to me last night saying, yeah, Barry Ferguson said it, Craig has said it as well. You know, Rangers legends... 
it's a tough crowd to play in front yeah, of. Um, and I and I, yeah. I had uh, I was lucky enough to have, have dinner with, with what I feel is a real legend, Richard Goff, uh, ah. the, the other the other day there, and he was at the match against Motherwell as well, Derek. And he he was he said exactly the same thing. He says, "What did he say? Hold it. it. We'll tell us oh, after the break. Oh, We've oh. got to go for the traffic and travel." The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Last night. Rangers beating Livingston 2-0, Roof and Morello, St. Johnson, the cup holders, beating Dundee 2-0, Sean Rooney and Ali Crawford. Tonight, Celtic against Wraith Rovers, 7.45, and Dundee United against Hibs. And then this weekend, we're back in action. We're on air on Saturday. On Saturday, there's Dundee against Rangers again at uh, up there at Dens Park. Hearts against Livingston, Motherwell against Ross County, and on Sunday, St Mirren Aberdeen, Celtic Dundee United, and Hibs against St Johnson. On the socials, Mark, I was looking at uh, Spoonie, David Wotherspoon, a bit of magic yesterday. Craig, you've seen it. I hope you've. I think we'll put it up on the socials. Tell us about that David Wotherspoon yesterday. Oh, he, he, he had uh, a couple of Dundee players and and not going for hot shot on in going for <laughs> hot dog. But it's his trademark, Paul. Yep. It's his trademark. He, he's known for it, and and most people in the game know that he's got that in his locker and he likes to do it. Yep. But he still he still gets them. Um, How many the times time. is it? About six, I, t- I tell you, you know, from 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 watching them a, a fair bit over, over the past, you know, year or two, what a fantastic talent! You know, a, a, a real intelligent uh, football player, very, very, uh, very, very skillful, and and you know, a, an integral part to to what St. Johnson uh, have achieved, and he was also part of the 2014 Cup winning yeah. team as well. So Canadian after being international, yes, yeah. yeah, Canadian yeah. international. Um, yeah. No, he's, he's a he's a talented player. Yeah. He, he loved the he loved the chop. Oh, and he, you know, like <laughs> great he, to watch. Oh, and he, he, I wouldn't let you be the receiver end of it, what, but great to say, As a striker, yeah. I can imagine at times he's played with people that get a little <laughs> bit frustrated. When, when, when you're going to swing it in, <laughs> chop, <laughs> chop. But uh, great talent, and it was lovely to see. Happy days for Dundee, isn't it? Not so much the results there, but the city of Dundee with both teams there in the Premiership so Rangers the champions coming to Dundee that's why I was saying again it's been a long time since they've been there and it must be great for the city of Discovery because there's so much has changed in that city it's been revitalised the V&A yeah. and everything and yeah. brilliant people yeah no, it's it's it's, it's good um, Paul and, and, and being at the game last night Dundee Rangers I think it'll be a cracking game mm. on a Saturday afternoon there'll be a lot of focus on Lee Griffiths mm. I thought he looked sharp on Sunday in, in the Derby game once mm-hmm. or twice boom mm-hmm. nicked in came close last night as header. well came yep. close once or twice too he, he, he was he was sharp you could see certainly for, for an hour he's on his toes he's anticipating things so yeah you know, he's certainly got it in, in, his, in his locker and as we've said Paul 31 he's, he's still got a lot to offer if he can just channel and focus and put everything into the right the right way you know into his career into what he does on the part and he's still got a chance to, to have another good two or three years I'll tell you what and it was you know from my memory you know it's unbelievable my memory in terms of my playing days <laughs> no, but, but did you play I'll tell you what it, it was it was always a hard place to, to go you know I remember Park. Going, oh yeah. going and playing against Dundee you know I remember Gavin Ray and Claudio Canigias yeah, and, wow. and Nacho Novos and, and the likes and they were, they were always a uh, it was a Benetti, the Italian boy that, that ended up. Yeah. Right, yeah. Ivan, Ivano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, like, I remember yeah. some some real tough matches there that um, so, maybe yeah. maybe went on and got a result, but it was late. Um, so that's a tough game, and we know already Rangers uh, first game of the season away to Dundee United. Yep. Their last visit to Dundee wasn't fantastic because right. the desire yeah. and the hunger mm. wasn't there. That needs to be there, a hundred percent. Because again, you, you touched on on Lee Griffiths here. 
Um, and it's interesting, you know, saying that he, he's he's looking sharp. We know he's got great movement. You know he can score goals. And this is a game that he'll be right up for. Oh. You know, so it's a decent test uh, for Rangers because it won't be an easy match. And some Celtic fans saying, where was he at the weekend? He should have been at Livingston. They had no strikers. Apart from a Yeti, yep. they had nobody. Yeah, but I think, you know, Paul, again, that you know, with, with, with the benefit yeah. of hindsight, but it was the right decision for the club and for the player. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was. I think there's some had to some had to give there. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, there just yeah. had to be a change. Now, who knows if he'll end up back at Celtic or, or if he'll have to move on. That remains to be seen. But at the moment, I think if he's Lee Griffiths, he'll be in a happy place because he's playing um, every week. But I, I, I don't right. think that Celtic called it wrong uh, to let him go out and loan, I think it was the right decision at the time. I've just been slapped down there by Mark yeah. Guidi. Fair enough, I'll yeah, take yeah. that. I'll take that. We're talking about the chair, the, the chairman kind of situation of Martin Neal, for example, and all sort of stuff. I, I still think, in terms of policy, mm. in terms of signings, and uh, Marcus, he might be unbelievable, mm. but for me, when you sign a player, he's got to be ready to go. Yeah. Um, you know, they've, they've they've signed him, and it's two, three, four weeks uh, mm. later. Okay, Kyogo, that, that, that's unfortunate, the injury and all that sort of stuff, sure. and it really shows a lack of depth that they, they had up top. But I think when you're signing players, they've got to be ready to go. Maybe feature tonight, Paul, maybe on the bench, yeah. just talking about Big Georgios. Here's the manager speaking about him. No, I mean, like I said, he'll be part of the squad tomorrow. Um, oh, you know, again, we don't expect, it's his first game for the season, so we don't expect him to, to come in and be flying. So, like every other player, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to come to speed and get some match fitness. But the thing is, he's, he's had a good, solid week of training and he feels pretty good and, you know, hopefully get him some game time tomorrow and then uh, build from there. Yep. No Callum McGregor, though. And then Big you loss. wonder, is he going to be fit for Bayer Leverkusen? Well, for Celtic, hopefully he, he can manage to, to get ready for that game in time because he's a, he's a huge loss. Mm. He's a huge loss, you know, because you look at you know McCarthy coming in and getting his minutes and, again, he hasn't at this moment in time really adapted to the way that Celtic are playing, you know, which is, which is high energy, being able to really cover that grass. And, and that particular position, uh, you really need to, to, to influence the match, uh, which McGregor does fantastically yeah. well. And if he doesn't make it, He's a huge, huge loss. Mark? Oh, McGregor's been yep. different class. You know, yep. I say, you know, I think he's he's just taken on the role of Celtic captain and he's strayed. He's taken over the mantle that Scott Brown left behind and he's strayed. Nobody mentions Scott Brown nope. anymore, which, which is a great compliment to, to Callum McGregor. I said in the show before, Paul, I thought uh, he was the main man for Scotland in that victory mm. in, in Austria. Austria. He was yeah. absolutely... Outstanding. So it's clear that he's been missed, and uh, I think as well when you hear him speaking when he's representing the club, um, you know, doing his media duties, whatever it may be, he's a great ambassador for Celtic Football uh, Club as well. And uh, you know, he could have gone a couple of years ago. Brendan Rodgers wanted to take him uh, to Leicester, but Celtic uh, dug their heels in. There may well have been a, a personal intervention from from Dermot Desmond on that one um, oh, as well. Yeah. But um, mm. you know, I think Celtic felt that because they'd lost Kieran Tierney that summer or sold him to Arsenal for 25 million, you couldn't also let Callum McGregor go because mm. it was sent out all the, the, the wrong messages. But um, no, it's brilliant for Celtic that, that he stayed because he, he is a top, top player. What would a personal intervention from the billionaire chairman look like? Uh, not chairman, the... Uh, <laughs> is that... Uh, Spondulis? Is that the cheque? What was it? Bank transfer? What do you reckon? I, I think More sometimes... Money. I yeah. think no, I think sometimes... And he's worth it. The owners will, will get yeah. involved and maybe just say, yeah. look, to, to whoever might binge, look, this player isn't for sale so, under yeah. any circumstance at the moment. So back off, you're wasting your time, you know, that, that it, kind of thing. He's, found, he's, definitely, he's yeah. definitely found a new gear, McGregor, yeah. in my opinion. Since being given the armband, he, he seems mm. to have found a new gear again. 
as a manager uh, being helped by a chairman or an owner in your case Craig did David Murray ever step in and say no you're not going anywhere boom here's more David Murray, of course. Yep. Yeah, you know, he's, mean, did he, he phone he, you? Did he? What, how, oh, how did it happen? Give us an insight into oh, what no, it was like. I just remember in terms of a couple yep. of times going in with my agent and, and negotiations, there, mm. there was um, never any doubt there was one man in charge at, at Rangers Football Club in my time, and that was that was David Murray. Did you go to Charlotte Square or in Edinburgh? Or Yeah, yep. yeah. No, I went through to Edinburgh, and then every now and then, obviously, uh, Ibrox, when he, when he made his way through to, through yep. to Glasgow, mm. um, they weren't very very long meetings, but no. they were they were enjoyable. Because, productive, no, but yeah, unbelievably <laughs> yeah. productive. He, he's like you know, 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. chat's done, business is done, and then he liked to talk a little bit about himself as well. So probably the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> enough about me. <laughs> Let, let's talk about my favourite subject, me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, but good good days, good times. Personal intervention there by the majority shareholder. Importance of the cup, Ange Postacoglu will be speaking about it. In fact, this is what I had to say about uh, winning tonight. No, it doesn't change the importance. I mean, I think pretty evident that all the competitions are in our importance, uh, irrespective of how we may be travelling in one. Um, from our perspective, it's, you know, we want to try and uh, succeed in all the competitions we're, we're in. And, um, you know, tomorrow night, it's a good opportunity for us to get a step closer to playing in a final. So, um Big game for us, and we're looking forward to it. If you've been away for 18 months, there's been COVID around, it's still there, and I'm afraid things are on Zoom. I just yeah. uh, long but for the day that it's gone and face to face. Yeah, I know what you're saying there, Paul. That the, 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 the quality yes. uh, in terms of the sound that's not great, and sometimes, as we all know, in every walk of life, that can happen. But you picked up on um, something, on, yep. I, yeah. I just always knows them, but for me, I, I'm thinking of the the Ange of even two weeks ago four yeah. weeks ago six weeks ago even mm. after a couple of defeats yeah. losing the Champions League to Midland sounds a wee bit flat to me Just a, 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 himself a wee bit flat and like I was I was sitting pointing out about Barry Ferguson last week managers need help as well mm. managers need things because it can be lonely for them and mm. nothing against the Celtic backroom staff because I think there's one or two really good operators here but you just wonder if he, if he is needing somebody you know, just somebody that, that he knows I know that's all ground and people say but it's so important when you are low that you've got somebody that you can turn to that, that knows what you need I always remember Johan Mialbi saying to me about Neil Lennon I'm not he would say I'm not saying I'm a better coach than the current guys that are there but what I do know is I know Neil Lennon inside out and I know what he needs and when he needs it and it's not just about always being on the coaching field we need to get Craig Moore's take on this and also what did he say with Richard Goff that's coming next the Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio Football Show Thursday night we're just uh, over an hour away we'll have the Celtic and Wraith Rovers team news soon and we should have done the United against Hibs as well kick off 7.45 last night as you know Rangers 2-0 against Livingston, Kemar Roof and Alfredo Morelos. And St. Johnson, the cup holders, Sean Rooney and Ali Crawford scoring late on. So they are through. And we'll know the draw later tonight after the game. We'll get the... uh... And in the first hour, we called for, let's go straight to the penalties. If any of the games go, it's not going to change tonight. But in future, let's just do it. You were saying they're going to do it in the cup. And down south as well, they're doing it in some of the tournaments. Just go straight to penalties. Cut out the 30 minutes. And the first hour as well, Mark Guidi was saying... When yeah. Celtic make the changes, Martin O'Neill should be the oh, new chairman he's of Celtic. An exclusive well, scoop. No. Mark, yeah, I've got. No, it's just your opinion. No, but look, I says, I mean, he's he's a, he's a name that um, yeah. stands out for for a lot of uh, Celtic supporters for for many reasons. Uh, comes with a lot of experience, know how, uh, a real 
understanding of the football club as well. So just before the news, Mark was asking you, what about Ange? Listening yeah. to the audio yesterday, listening to him after the Livy game, he sounded yeah. really down. They had yeah. lost there. Mind you, do you know they haven't won there since uh, 2005? I know they've been out of the division for a while. Uh, Reagan told us that fact last night. So Brendan yeah. Rodgers couldn't win at Livy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. What do you think? What was your question? Well, I think Mark was touching yeah. on how he seemed a little bit flat, um, you know, prior to you know four six weeks ago and all that sort of stuff. Even when yeah. things weren't going well, but there was a bit of a bounce, um, a, a bit of a bounce about him, a spring in his step or in his a sound in his voice. But look, the the tough thing for for Ange, um, you know, from all we kind of keep on hearing, and it's only speculation, but still, the the structure um, and the pillars not being in place at the football club behind the scenes. Right? So as a, as a head coach of football, you want to be able to manage your football department um, and obviously be out in that football field and put all your time and effort into that. I get the feeling that Ange is, is probably spreading himself a lot further than just the football side. Um, and, and therefore, that's when it, beca- it becomes really, really tiring. Um, your days are long anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, your your concerns or your stresses or your worries are not purely on your football side. Um, so you, you do you do get tired. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen it, Paul, yep. in, in in a club back in Australia where off the field was was a shambles. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you turn up for a training session and the next minute the club, you've got the, the CEO coming down saying, are there's club photos today? Mm-hmm. Like, like, it needs to be structured. It yep. needs to be organised. And then the football flows on the back of that. And your other point earlier, you were telling us about Richard Goff. You were speaking to the Rangers legend recently. Ah, cause yeah. He's a proper legend. Oh, for me, Goffy, Goffy was... a player. And yeah. what, what a great mentor for me. Uh, he was, was he? Yeah, yeah tell me. Well, he's ex, you know, Dundee United, Ranger, Tottenham Hotspur, yes. Rangers, and, you know, David Murray, we mentioned earlier, they got him back up from there, you know, Walter and... And also uh, come and the other side of the world as a young kid, yeah. which is exactly what well, I, course, I, yeah. I did. So well, that's had, true. You know, yeah. We had a lot of things that, that he was able to help mm. me with in, in, in my early he put, stage. So he played for Everton in the Premier League at 41, didn't yes. he? Yes, he did. Yes. Well remembered. That's right, yeah. 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 Played yeah. forever. Anyway, yeah. what was the chat like with you two? No, no, it was brilliant. It was great It was great to catch up and, you know, we speak pretty regular, but, um, you know, catching up and, and having dinner, and, you know, just talking um, about how Rangers have done in the season last season mm-hmm. and how it was, it, it was... It was really the perfect storm last season, you know, but it was great that, that Rangers were able to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row. Um, but more about this season, Paul, in terms of, you know, what we've seen. Uh, and, you know, Rangers haven't hit their straps. They nope. they hadn't hit a, uh, the, the levels that they, they've hit last season. And that conversation that um, I think Dedek, you know, called in earlier about is like last season, you know, Connor Goldson, uh, Tavernier, seasons of their life, right? Um, in front of in front of no supporters, um, where previously there were some struggles. And I think Tav actually come out and admitted at times how tough it was to, yeah. to play in front of the fans. Fans are back this season. Mm. And once again, there, there does seem to be a nervousness uh, about some of the Rangers players. McGregor, don't worry about Alan McGregor. Alan McGregor <laughs> could play in front of anybody and probably could do that naked as well. The big man just, he's, you know what he's like, uh, full houses. Who were the training sessions? <laughs> <laughs> like Griggs, you know, problem. but like I said, the, 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 you look at the big performers last season, Tav was unbelievable, Goldson was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, they've struggled, um, mm. but... Not just those two players, because I'm certainly not going to single out any player. As a team, as a whole, Rangers just haven't hit the level, which then you do start to ask the question, is it because the fans are back in? But is do you know what? We, we, see, on that, 
for me, the, a marker on that because it certainly was on everyone's mind. Yeah, on everyone's mind, and and the players too. Can you know? Can they handle it? They beat Celtic. First, you know, old firm game of the yeah. season. Fans yeah. back in for the first time. Yeah. Goodness knows. Yes. Yep. So for me, that answered any questions uh-huh. when when they managed to do it against Celtic. Survived a bit of pressure. You know, in, in the first half, half as well. Second half. Second half took the game. And, and we're a lot so better the second I, half. I, I had doubts as well. I'm yeah. thinking, right, okay, can or one or two. And by the way, that, that's about society in general now in terms yeah. of you, you know, young people coming through. Totally different from, from 20 years ago, 30 yeah. years ago. You, yeah. you need to treat everybody differently in all walks of life. Um, so I think football players have got that mentality mm-hmm. too. But I don't have, I'm not buying into that anymore. No, I don't no. think it's a problem. You mm-hmm. might disagree. Yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a, I, don't, I just think so, that there's a wee spark missing rather than being anything to do with the fans. So, okay, so, but the, the, the wee spark is down, is down to, to what? Because we're not like, we're, you know, normally two, three, four games. You know, we're, we're now, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting seven, Six. eight, ten games in terms mm-hmm. of European competitions. Oh, yeah. yep. And you're talking about potentially maybe 45 minutes that Rangers have really hit their straps. Mm-hmm. And that was the second half against Celtic. So, like, if if it's that we spark, well, you know, what is what is that spark? I think there is a nervousness about Rangers. I, I, I really do. I don't think at 10, 15 minutes, if if the game's not going, uh, you even look at the, the European match against Leon, first 10, 15 minutes, Rangers started off well. Crowd were behind them. Couldn't capitalise to really keep the, the crowd engaged and, and with them. And then... And then they, they they drop away and, and and quite tamely in my opinion to, to Leon who yes people are telling yeah. a, cha- a Champions League side and all that sort of stuff and you know Stephen Joe is telling us yeah. how how close we were for me it was a very very comfortable two 0 victory to to Leon mm-hmm. interesting um, interesting point hey, Rangers fans what do you think oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred I'm listening carefully to both of you I'm not quite sure yet um, I'm struck though that the Rangers fans normally then you know they're right behind their team the, the atmosphere is amazing. Gary Neville said it's the best. It, but, he, says, but, he says it's yeah. the loudest ever. The, the one final right. question I'll probably ask uh, to you then, Mark, is is when you look at this Rangers squad, now you've you've seen many a Rangers squad, right, mm-hmm. uh, and the type of players that, that really excel and all sort of stuff. How many big, big characters do you see in this Rangers side? Big characters? Well, the, the goalie, uh, obviously. But in terms of outfield players, I think Goldson strikes me as, as a leader. Get yeah. a bit about him. Mm-hmm. Um, Tavernier, not as much, mm-hmm. but a good captain. But yeah, I think yeah. Goldson's more of a. Yeah. But I'm a talking about. So you, so you, so you mentioned two, but when I'm talking about a character, I'm talking about. Talk on the part, off the part, or the full package. I'm talking about somebody that can represent this football club, right? And and when it's tough, right? It's just like. It, it's no problem. It's, they, they still grow, they thrive in that. A Richard Goff. A, a, a real resilient. Unbelievable character that's like, even when the fans are against you, they're still going to find ways to motivate their players. When that crowd turns against you, it's so important to be able to have people on that field that can keep you to a level and keep you performing. And and when when that has happened at Ibrox under this team, whether yeah, it wasn't last season because there were no fans, I don't see that character. Mm. That's not that's that's an interesting spin you've put on it, and I get it. And there's not a Richard Goff. You know, those players don't exist for it in those kind of characters. And, and I'm talking about... You know, Barry yeah, Ferguson about, was the same. An yeah. abs- absolute winner. Yeah, but, winner but for me, that, that's, that's, that's about society. That's about life in general. Yeah, right? yeah. Not just yeah. about football players. You, you look now the way you need to speak to people mm-hmm. in every kind of workplace. And football's the same now. Mm-hmm. You say one word at a place, you're hauled up in front of each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing in every walk of life now. 
supporters, you know, I would say human beings, if we want to just make it footballers, um, definitely are, um, you know, not as not as strong. You yeah, know, yeah. there can be a, a fragility yeah. uh, there where they, where they don't like it. So have they got those big characters, Ian Ferguson's and and people like that no I don't think there is but I think that's John Brown. Yeah, it doesn't bomb. matter it doesn't matter you don't have to be, you don't have to be the star player yeah. it's just a mentality and, and a character and look I'm not being all doom and gloom about Rangers I still think Rangers will win the, the title this season I think they'll be, they'll be they'll be too good domestically but in terms of I'm just objective think, and in terms of improvement from yep. last season at this moment in time mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it here's Gary McAllister on some of these topics and, and about the match last night Listen, we went we went strong tonight. This was a big, big game tonight. It wasn't a case of trying to rest people or try to uh, you know protect people or look at people how many games they played recently. We felt this was the best side we could pick tonight, and I thought there was some good football in the first half. But we just again we just lacked a wee bit of quality in that final third. So the the, the fact that what we're saying is it's it's very competitive for for spots, you know, and, and we've won a game tonight. And, and these sort of things will, will be in the manager's mind going, going to Dundee at the weekend. Earlier yesterday, we told you Glenn Kamara signed on until the summer of 2025. I've got to say I'm a big fan. I'm a massive fan of Glenn Kamara. He's been outstanding since the day he arrived and he, and he just keeps to, he keeps improving. Uh, I watch him when he plays for his national team and he's a player that plays with a lot of poise and a lot of class. You know, and, and I think there's a lot, still a lot of growth in Glenn. And if he could go and just step forward and maybe get a goal, that would add a lot to his, his his CV as well. So we're delighted that he's signed a long-term contract. He's a quality player who who we think can can still improve. And he's a he's a very very talented boy. That was good. You know, Gary McCarthy I think has been very influential in the development of of Glenn Kamara. I think he works closely with him, mm-hmm. takes time out with him on the on the training field, and he's praised him with the help there, and rightly so. And it's great for Rangers that that he's signed up. That said, it's just we but. We want to see you scoring goals. Yeah. You need to go yeah. nada. You need to go and chip in because Challenge. if you're looking at it, yeah. okay, I know Morelos scored last night. It, it was a gift. But if Morelos isn't scoring, we're talking about it earlier, was Eaton's away. So him coming mm. off the bench, you're missing that. Sakala's finding his feet. He's mm. new to the, the club. Kent's injured. No been filing all selling it. So they're kind of saying, right, we need to spread it a wee bit more. Mm. Hadji can do it. Right, come on. Kamara, yeah, you're brilliant. You're good at that. Now I want to see you get better at that. So that they're throwing down challenges. And I think as well, it sounds to me that there's just Gary saying there too, we're lacking that wee bit of quality in the final third. Stephen Jenner's mentioned that a few times now. For me, there's wee messages in there about we need to improve in January. We need to go and do things. Now, how they do that, how the mm. club does that, but it sounds as though the manager's wanting to bring in you know, one or two or at least one that's going, you know what, if, if we're going to need this in the second half of the season, the business end of the season, yeah. We're going to need to go and find one or two just to elevate us again. And they'll have to. They'll have to this season um, because it will be a. It'll be a title race. It'll be mm. tight. So, so January in terms of if you can get that advantage, if you can go and get that lift to to, to get a player or two that's going to make you stronger, you've got to take that opportunity. Um, Kamada's great when you buy somebody for fifty k and, and potentially yeah. you're talking anything between five and ten million. His value uh, is a is a great bit of business, uh, and he's done a fantastic job for Rangers. Gary McAllister, he, he does bring up a, a valid point. If he can add goals to his game, um, then there's some real real value, and I think you'll start to get a few more clubs knocking on the door. Someone we saw last night, he did come in in the summer, just at the end of last season. Lindstrom, what did you reckon about his performance? 
listen, we don't we don't want to take that away from John, but the the, the facts are that he's, he's playing in a he's playing in a system that that's that's new to him. Um, it's it's very competitive in the middle of the park as well. You know, we'll get we'll get good players. We'll get we'll probably get six, seven quality midfield. So it's it's I think it's it's his eagerness, you know, and his willingness to actually to do well. He's maybe trying too hard, but, but every day in training he's he's getting he's getting more comfortable with the position and what his role can be in this this team. And he can play in two he can play in two different sort of position. He can be as a six or he can play as a running eight. So. He's, it, it does take time. John Lundstrom, a good signing for Rangers? Well, so far, I think he's, 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 he's got a bit to go. And I think Gary McAllister there, you know, again, and that's what ourselves in the media, what the Rangers supporters want to hear, they, they want to hear an insight. So, you know, John Lundstrom's not hit the ground running. Why not? Gary McAllister's explained it. And the thing that stuck out for me there is he's probably trying too hard and he strikes you as that type of boy. Yeah. John Lundstrom, that maybe that is part of the problem. You know what? Just relax a wee bit more. Bye. Just relax, it'll come. You don't need to chase it. Just sit back, be yourself, be natural, and it'll come to you. I, I prefer him as a as an eight, as a running midfielder, which Gary McAllister touched on there. I, I, he can do a job as a six, but I think that he's going to influence a game more by being that running that running type. Uh, look, again, you've heard Gary McAllister now say a couple of times on, on, on the playbacks that we've had there in terms of the, the competition for places. Mm. I actually don't think that this season... Yes, the squad's there, the depth of the squad is there, but the actual competition for places hasn't been great this season because Rangers haven't been great. So so that means that the manager at times has kind of flipped um, and, and changed players and all that sort of stuff, but that's because he probably hasn't... F- he hasn't found the level that, that he wants from his players yeah, at this time. Yeah. You look at Barisic and Basics, yeah. it, it's like both have been good, but Barisic compared to last season, he's yeah. not found that level yet uh, either. And centre-halves, even the combinations yeah. before Holander picks up his injury and all that sort of stuff as well, they've been, been you know, flipping and flopping in terms of the, the, the central yeah, defenders. Flipping and flopping. <laughs> flopping. <laughs> you know, the, the, that yeah. competition, that consistency yeah. hasn't been there for him to go, that's my starting eleven. Ian's been on the socials at Go Football Show. He says, Craig, Mark, what do you think? Nathan Patterson, is he the next captain of Rangers? <sighs> so it's talking about the ah, character you know, and the... Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, he's not he, saying yet, he's saying next captain. Yeah, OK, you know what? First and foremost, I think as a, he's a fantastic young player and this kid has a huge, huge future. Um, personally, I think talking about whether or not he's the next captain and all that sort of stuff, um, I, I just think that you, you probably put a lot more pressure um, on, on on a young player. I, I think it's it's important for him just to focus on his matches, continually improving his game and contributing um, and, and trying to start as many matches as, as he possibly can. Can he be a captain in the future? Look, from, from what you see as a player now, it's very, very hard to judge in terms of the character because there's different types of captains. Some people lead like Tavernier through performance. Other people lead through performance and by grabbing people and, mm. and, and being vocal like a Richard Goff and all that. Yeah. There's many different types of captains. What, what did it mean to you, to Captain Rangers? What did it feel like the first time you had the armband? Oh, it, was, yeah. it was a huge, huge honour, especially for, for someone like myself who, I was an outsider, you know. You come from uh, the other side of the world and uh, you come to this fantastic football club that you, you learn so much about in a very, very short period of time. Um, and, and you understand that this club is, is, is built on success. Mm. Um, so, so 
to, to be a captain of, of that type of football club was was an amazing honour uh, and something that you know I look I look back at now and think you know there, there's, that's unbelievable because I don't know how many captains there's there's not been no. uh, no, loads no, no, no. and loads of no. captains at Rangers uh, football club and to be one of those is a huge honour. Very proud. Mark must be uh, phenomenal. Ah, yeah. so, ah, but, so Nathan Patterson, is it uh, well, is it a bit of a hoodoo to say, "Oh, you're a future"? Well, for, for, for me, first and foremost, you know, James Tavney is a captain. After that, yeah. I think Ryan Jack is a captain, and we uh, see all the signs of you know leadership on and off the part from Ryan Jack, and I think he's been a big miss for Rangers in this, season. and I know he missed a chunk the last mm. season as well, missed the Euros. Nathan Patterson has the potential to be an outstanding footballer. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But I think we just need to take a breath for the boys' sake more than anybody else's. Yeah, yeah. Media and supporters, he's got a dozen first-team games under his belt. But there's no doubt he can be a quality player. You know, you're, you're, we're talking about he's been a 10 million player already with a dozen games under his belt. But just allow the boy time to breathe and, and, and develop. And I think we do, you know, in this country, and particularly in the media, we are guilty of, you know, a player has a couple of great games and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's he's yeah. the next Cafu or yeah, he's the yeah. next Ked O'Gleish or the next mm-hmm. Ali McCoy. It's just, let's just calm down and, and allow the boy to develop and, and, and let him uh, go on with it. But he, he, he'll become a top player. Whether he's an top. ex-captain or not, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know, but he'll become a top player. Yeah, and you can you can see that, like I said, you see as a young, a young player coming in mm-hmm. um, for the matches that he's been involved in, also with the national side, he doesn't look like a player that's trying to ease his way into a football match. Yep. You know, he just goes, boom. Batters. He's, boom. Batters he's there and he, yeah. he's, he's one of the ones that you're already talking positive, mm-hmm. positive about because of the actions and what he's contributed in a game of football. So he's got a, he, he has got, a, as Mark touched on, a very big career ahead of him. He created last night. He almost scored. And when you saw the replay, it was even he did even better than it looked the first time. Yeah, in terms of you're talking about the opportunity that, yeah, that, the opportunity that, to that score. he had. Yeah, yep. he should look. I mean, it ends up it's a it's a, it's a decent save. Yeah. Um, I think at time uh, the, com- the commentator, I'm not sure who was commentator, said you know, he yeah. should score there. Mm. I think keeper makes a decent save. But then you can see also the the inexperience a little bit in the second half where he has good combination play with a rebo and he he gets in two minds where he's thinking yeah. of a cross or a shot. So again, this is a player that has great talent and is still you know he's still inexperienced and you can still see that he's learning. But you know that there's a very, very good player in there that's going to have a big career. We're going to switch to the Celtic team news. That's coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Don't forget the Go Business Show on Sunday morning, 10.30 till 12. Then we'll be... Uh, no, we're on here on Saturday, of course. Uh, listen, you were listening last uh, Sunday. Sunday morning, you enjoyed yeah. It? yeah. Ca- uh, Paul, I have to say... Yeah. Uh, 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 I loved it. You know, it was great insights from from uh, from Willie Hockey, from from Tom Hunter, Jim McGonigal's story. I, I loved it. You know, great wee yeah. nuggets about you know what his dad just to get up to and how his dad yeah. started his business. Took him on the only businessman in, in, in the Milton. Yeah. I just love the story and how it's grown in, in his family and the wee nuggets that you're picking up from Willie and Tom. Just about society yeah. in general. What 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 a struggle it is just now. People try to get employment. Workplaces try to stay open. And you found out that the other night at the John Hartson. Um, golf. I mean, you just find that they're yeah, getting staff, just getting staff get in staff hotels. Try, you know, people, yeah, yeah. As you know, the, the the hospitality industry, you know, facing real um, challenges. But no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the 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 business show and Sunday. I'm, saying, you know, I'm yeah. definitely you know, made a point of tuning in every Sunday. It was really enlightening. It was good. This Sunday morning, special guests are Cameron Dixon and Lara Messi, the owners of Bare Bones Chocolates, an award-winning bean-to-bar chocolate. We just tried a bit, Craig. 
That was, it was beautiful. Basically, the dark I, I chocolate. Love, yeah. I, love, I love my chocolate as oh. well. <laughs> oh, too much chocolate. Oh, oh, God. Oh, too much. Oh, it was nice. I enjoyed that. That was lovely. I used to be on the telly about three stone ago. <laughs> too much chocolate. Craig is on the line. Craig, good evening. Hi, good evening. Paul, Martin, Craig, how are you doing? Hi, good. Hi, Craig. Good, Craig. Good. Too much chocolate will not be your problem, I reckon, Craig. I wouldn't have thought so. Young and fit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we listened to some of the chat there about Rangers. It's been interesting, hasn't it? The uh, What did you feel after last night, 2-0? Yeah, it was. I've been listening there. I was... I'm happy we're through. You know, it's job done. Sure. At the end of the day in a cup game, it is all about getting through. You know, whether you win 1-0 or 10-0, of course. But for me, there's still this real frustration. The amount of... Not just half chances or whatever, but really good guilt-edge opportunities we seem to be passing up at the moment. You know, Livy, I thought, particularly in the second half, were at sixes and sevens at the back. They didn't know yep. what they were doing. They looked nervous. They were passing it to us, you know, mm-hmm. outside their 18-yard box. And you know, it took us a couple of occasions before finally Stryek made the mistake and Morelos finished it. But mm-hmm. you know, there was one a couple of minutes before it when, when it happened and Morelos passed it to Kimar Roof and for me, he was just far too eager to shoot first time. He didn't have to. I think if he takes a touch, all he's got to do is just place it into the back end empty net because the keeper's um, basically out of the equation. By hitting it first time, he's kind of, it's a decent save, but he's kind of made it an easier save for Strike because it's almost straight at him. Um, and it's frustrating when you see that because last season we were putting teams to the sword when, when they were yep. performing like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the way they played last night, we could easily have won that five or six, even the first half, you know. We should have led at half time. Calvin Bassey, shown why he's a defender, not a striker, I suppose. Sure. Um, when he's blittered it into those heads. So, yeah, yeah. blittered is a great and, word. And then you're talking about yeah. Craig as well. You talk about the frustration. I, mm. I think the players are, are, are also frustrated because. Um, you know, they're getting in good positions, maybe not taking those opportunities, therefore making games a little bit harder than what they should be because you're not taking those opportunities. And you touch on Bassi there, perfect example last night. Crack and run. Um, Goldson plays a long ball. He takes a great touch, doesn't he? Comes on his right foot and blasts it over the bar. But his reaction after it, you see him slapping the ground. So mm. you can see there's a there's a frustration there in the players as well. Craig, we're going to come right back to you. Give us a moment because we've got the Celtic team here. A Celtic heart and goal Ralston, Carter-Vickers, Starfelt back in and Montgomery, McCarthy, Turnbull, Abada, Rogic, Jota and Ayeti. On the bench, Bain, Scales, Bitten, Jikamakis, Soro, Bolingoli, Uruhide, Welsh and Juranovic. Quick reaction there, so Juranovic drops down to the bench. Ayeti, Ayeti, Ayeti leading the line, he's leading Starfelt the line. back in, Montgomery... Yep. Left back, I like the look of Montgomery Paul. Uh, that's encouraging. I think it's good to see him hopefully gets a run uh, in the team. And obviously, the Celtic supporters will be turning up looking to get a glimpse at some stage of uh, Giamakis, the, mm-hmm. the, the new striker, two and a half, three million quid um, from Dutch football, um, top scorer on the Eredivisie last season. So, yep. yeah, I think I'll be looking to get a, a thing, a, a look at him. And you would imagine, with the greatest respect to, to, to John McGlynn and Wraith Rovers, you're really looking for Celtic. They go and score three or four tonight, you know, to really get themselves going again and get back into a rhythm. Craig, coming back in a second. You've got to bounce back after a disappointing result at the weekend, for sure. They have to be resounding tonight, do they not? And they have been good at home so far, although it seems ages ago, doesn't it? Since, uh, you know, pre the the Real Betis game. But we'll come back to that. But that's that's the news. I see Welsh is also on the bench, just looking at the changes there. So Carter, Vickers and Starfelt. Starfelt back in. 
jury's still out there. Cartovic yeah, is it's a new, part- it's a new yeah. partnership. Paul, You've got to give them the time. Yeah. yeah, listen, there's a lot of new things that uh, Ange Postigoglu is trying to put in place. Bottom line is, like everybody else, <clears throat> excuse me, some will work and, and some won't work. It's just how long he perseveres with things, uh, you know, what he's seen day to day in training. I just, to go back yep. to Craig, sure. the caller, what, what I was wanting to ask you, Craig, because I think we're all in agreement, you know, pundits, supporters, that, you know, Rangers, haven't they found that rhythm? Even, you know, Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister have mentioned it as well. It's a wee bit flat, a wee bit of spark, a wee bit of extra quality needed. But are you confident that's going to come back? Or do you think this could be a kind of, you know, a, you know, a wee bit of a struggle for, for, for the next, you know, month or two? Well, I think, look, I think the, the ability is there for it to come back. There's no question. I think all it will take is for us to get one really resounding result. I think if we go and, you know, we win one game, regardless who it's against, you know, home or away, and we go and get a, you know, a good 3 4 nil win, I think that'll just spark um, into life because the, the next couple of months for me are are vitally important now to our season. You know, you're looking at um, the European games coming up, you know, if we're wanting to stay in that, we're going to have to get results and then mm. we'll have a big cup semi-final and amongst all the league games to try and maintain um, our lead at the top and I think the cup semi-final by then we really do need to have it switched on because whoever we play in that semi-final is going to be a hard game you know I expect Celtic to get through tonight and then it'll be a toss-up between either them St Johnston Hibernian or Dundee United none of those teams are going to be easy to get past so we're going to have to be firing in all cylinders by then I reckon but I think it will if we can just get that result but then what I want to see uh, because it's been frustrating me. I want to see a bit more leadership for mm-hmm. you, you know Morelos and and particularly Morelos because he's been there for a few years now. But Ruth as well, he's been there long enough to actually grab it by the scruff of the neck and say, right, let's just mm-hmm. we need to actually get ourselves going here because you can, you know, Calvin Bassey's a defender, so it's not that unsurprising that he would miss a chance like that. That's why your strikers are there. They need to be the ones mm-hmm. picking up the chances because I don't know what more. In terms of even some of the, the the balls into the box for the wingers maybe not being as great, but when they are, you know, we're not taking it. So I think it will take that one result, that one spark. Maybe it comes at Dens Park. You know, they haven't scored in the last four games. They're in a really poor run. Craig, Craig Moore. Yeah, look, I'm interested to hear Craig in terms of you saying they're you know one game away or one result away because I already think that we've kind of had that this season in terms of. The defeat the against Dundee United, then you bounce back and have the 5 0 in the cup against Infirmland. Yeah. And you're going, okay, they're going to kick on. And then it's kind of huffed and puffed since then. Then then we go and have the really good performance second half in the old firm match, go and win the game. You go, okay, now they're going to kick on. I know there's a break, yeah. but we're going to kick on. Hasn't happened. Um, so look, for me, yeah, I, I think we're all kind of waiting to see when, when, when that result and, and, and if, in, in fact, Rangers are going to kick on because at the moment there's already been a couple of false dawns. Um, but I do believe that gradually they'll they'll get to where they need to be. Uh, the other thing was in terms of the leadership. Uh, again, you know, you talk, uh, and, and my experience you know, at the football club, being being a good football cl- uh, player at, at a club like Rangers is not enough. You need to you need to have more to your armour. You need to, you need to be a strong character. Um, you need to be able to survive um, and thrive when, when when the chips are down and. That's the type of player that um, is a successful player at Rangers Football Club. And, and, and you're right, Craig. It's just like at the moment you kind of 
you're looking and you're trying to see who that might be and where that is at the moment in a Rangers team that are trying. There's no doubt they're trying and giving their all. It's just at the moment they're not at the level that they experienced last season. So I think it's frustration. It's frustration at all levels for everyone at the moment. Craig, where are those characters? We we spoke with Mark earlier trying to identify the real the, the, the kind of Barry Ferguson, the real leader. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think look, I mean, the only one right now that stands out is obviously um, Stephen Davis. I think he's got that about him, and, and we've seen that way a couple of occasions this season where he's, he's stepped up to the mark. I think I don't know where you know, it's went with James Tavern because last season he was. You know, he demonstrated exactly that. You know, um, we might have went unbeaten last season, but it wasn't a completely smooth ride. There were moments where, you know, it was a bit difficult and things were getting a bit against you, and you saw the confidence um, exuding for Tavernier and into the rest mm-hmm. of the, the players in the team that, no, it's fine, we will get a result here, we'll still go and, and, and do this. And I'm not seeing that just now. And I think. <laughs> as, to, as for where it's gone it's the million dollar question it really yeah. is because I cannot understand. and I know people spoke earlier in the season about is it fans being back well, I think we proved it's not that when we beat Celtic in front of a packed you know full house so, so you're happy on that Craig you still feel that way so you're not having that argument agreed? no cool that's fine No. I, yep Sure, because that's Mark. You said the same as Craig. Sorry, Craig. On you go. Actually, you've challenged uh, the the strikers and the manager, the assistant manager, spoke about them last night after uh, after the game. You know, we wanted to put them, wanted to put Libby under pressure, wanted to occupy their, their back line. You know, and on a, and, and I think two or three occasions we we played some really good passes from, you know, from our own half, you know, in behind, and and we should have scored. So we we continually look to try to win games, and it's going to. We're not going to win games the same way every every week. So we've just got to try and find a way. Who's going to find that magic, Craig? That's what you're trying to identify. Both Craigs are. And find a, yeah. and find a, a different way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. It, I think it's important. Uh, I think it's also um, not only important domestically. You might get away with it domestically in terms of the, you know playing the same way. But certainly in regards to, um, you know, European football, mm-hmm. you, you need to be able to, have 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 a little bit more, I think. You know, be able to adapt or, or be able to ask different questions. And Gary McAllister touched on there uh, in terms of that that just that long direct pass from from Goldson that we've seen so often last season. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I I felt that Livy should have defended that a hell of a lot better. Mm. When you you got a 40, 50 yard pass, the amount of time you should be in a better position. But it's a it's it's a different way instead mm. of that slow, uh, really patient build up um, where if teams get themselves. Yep. In early, it's you, you, it's hard to break down. The speed mm. then has to be done uh, for me at a, at a, at a faster, mm. faster speed. Get some width, uh, and, and like I said, the fullbacks that do come in late, give them the option to maybe go outside or inside, uh, and then I just think that you start asking a few different questions of your opponents. Livy were poor last night, and I think Craig is frustrated. And when will the the touch paper be lit? Conversation goes on. Craig, uh, you think Celtic will win tonight. What about Dundee United Hibs? We did mention that earlier. Um, Craig, you think that Hibs are going to win? Mark, I think you fancy Dundee yeah. United just, yeah? Mm, or no? no, no. Oh, no. Oh, you, can't, you can't fancy both. Make a decision. You can't fancy both. I'm going to go Hibs to sneak it sneak after the extra time. Yeah. Craig and Cumbernauld. Yeah. Craig, what, what do you think? Uh, it's, it's a tough fight. I mean, that's the game I will be watching because, you know, <laughs> it's the most interesting one. But I think, uh, you know, to me, 
it's difficult. I actually think Dundee United will shade it. I think right. they'll shade it probably in extra time because right. they just seem to have a, a steely determination about them mm-hmm. at times. Um, it's not been consistent, but mm-hmm. if they show mm-hmm. that, I think they could. And can I ask you, would you bin extra time now in the cup competitions? Just get rid of it. Go straight to the penalties. I would. I, I can't see anything wrong with that. That's yep. what they do in England, the League Indeed. Cup, and yep. it seems to work perfectly fine. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, obviously, it's a bit more tension when it's penalties, but I'd prefer to see that because you'd probably find a better penalty shootout when players are not completely legless, having played <laughs> two, hour, or yeah. two hours of football. That's a good point. Yep. And that touches on uh, the celebrations you used to have when you were winning matches legless afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Quick just, break. just on a few occasions. Yeah, OK, if you're heading to the match, uh, we're just an hour away from kick-off. Celtic against Wraith Rovers. We'll go back over the team in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. This weekend, Rochelle will be at the Kilt Walk on Sunday. Glasgow Green down to Dumbarton. Or you can do the wee wonder from one o'clock if you sign up. Uh, just down to the Riverside Museum. Hunter and Hockey will be there straight after the show. In fact, uh, they'll be there before it as well. Uh, Sir Tom will be there and he adds 50% to everything that's raised. It's phenomenal. Earlier in the year, at the virtual, they raised £4 million and Tom added £2 million. So it's amazing, helping 906 charities then. In fact, no, it's 1,100. So it's going to be a great day on Sunday and great to be back together. Socially distanced, Mark, but it's important to be out helping the charities. Yeah, there's yep. always a good buzz running about the Kilt Walk, uh, Paul. You know, what's happened to the Kilt Walk in the, in the past five or six years yeah. has been absolutely phenomenal. It generally has in the way that the charities are treated and looked after and just how everybody, that sense of community where everybody comes together knowing that the money's going to the right places and, you know, it's just, it's brilliant. It's a great idea. It's, it's working really well. Every single charity in Scotland, if you care about the charity, if it's registered, just uh, sign up at thekiltwalk.co.uk and thanks to Go Radio for supporting us as well. Appreciate it, Tracy, and all the team here. So we look forward to that on Sunday. We must get you at one of them, maybe in the springtime then, Craig, get you along. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. No problem at all. Love to love to be involved in, in some way. But, you know, Big Doddy Weir saw us off a couple of years ago there and it was magnificent and he walked down to Clyde Bank along with his wife. Uh, it was absolutely special yeah. moment. We've had so many. Judy Murray uh, does it. Jim White's been up for it. So Tom leads out there with Marion and Frankie the Doug. So it's uh, it's a magnificent. <laughs> we'll be there on Sunday. Uh, it's a bit different this time. You know, there's no, it's not the music. It's not the, the big speeches at the beginning, but you can win one of three cars from Arnold Clark. Phenomenal. Three, three, three cars? cars? Wow. Exactly. If only I could get at least one of them. <laughs> Surely Eddie will be there as well and Royal Bank of Scotland. It's a big team. time Eddie it's gave you a decent deal for a car, <laughs> honestly. Oh dear. Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with, I was about to say, Barry Ferguson. Barry's <laughs> yeah. off for a few days and well earned as well, but he got the win at the weekend, Craig, so he'll be he'll be smiling. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was yeah. really, really kept an eye, I always do, but really yeah. kept an eye out for Barry's result at Saturday up at Montrose because I. But it was sitting, you know, talking about managers and, yep. and, and Ange and Stephen Gerrard and all the guys. Whether you're full time, part time, big club, small club, mm. the pressure's on managers because even the part time guys, they give it their all. They always yeah. work. working seven days a week. What's his fun like in here when we're in? Oh, I know, but I, yeah. I just thought, I thought on Friday night, in terms of talking about his management, not in terms of talking about Go Radio and dealing with the, yeah. the media stuff, I thought Barry's a wee bit flat. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I did. And that's why I was talking about managers yeah. need help as well. I think, I think our game in Scotland. Our LMA, I know we can't be mm-hmm. as powerful as the LMA down the road, but you look at what the LMA have got down in England, we could learn a lot from it and start to make just wee inroads, having mentors, having managers to really be there for young managers. Like So so Barry Ferguson has got the potential to be a right good manager. Mm-hmm. We don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. So you need to keep encouraging him. He needs a shoulder. 
as well and sometimes you don't always get it for your backroom staff or for your fans or for your chairman but if you've got someone like I've said you know, you've got Walter Smith and people like that doing it for the LMA uh, down the road we need to, to have that so anyway get back to my point I was really chuffed for Barry on Saturday because I thought, I thought he needed that and it, and it was great to see Alloa getting a win big, big, yeah, big result away from home uh, it's interesting you say that as well I mean you're talking about the managers there Mark but in terms of development learning in, in, in the industry uh, I've re read something yesterday on, on social media forget the actual name of the role but there's a few clubs now that down south that have brought in um, older players mm -hmm. right that are no longer so 30, 31, 32 year old players that are no longer going to play first team football mm -hmm. right but they sit in the under 23s in terms of developing and mentoring and right. helping these younger players mm -hmm. yeah. reach their level uh, yeah. I think Southampton have, have just done Good. it now. Gary Bright, Dicker, Bright, come on, let's got that role at Brighton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah, loves yeah. it, and it's a great, it's, this is, it's great forward thinking by football mm -hmm. clubs. Yeah, because again, I remember grow, growing up, and I was playing next to my coach. I was playing next to John McGregor, right, mm -hmm. back in the day, um, and and I think that. The ex Rangers, John McGregor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So can these accelerated my development? Sure. Can these players still play? Yes, yeah, they play. Yeah, they play. So, so, Magnificent. The, so the league down south so have allowed that a couple over yeah, the years exactly yeah. just to be a mentor Makes and sense. give that leadership. Because that's something you yeah. talked about when you're playing just in the, you, know, you don't have the reserve teams anymore. Whereas in the reserves, you could be playing against top class players who are recovering. You've often said that, Craig. More about that. And it was interesting with Brian Rice the other day. He's out of it. And we asked, Brian, what's it like being a manager? And it's lonely. It's a lonely position. Mm. Right, the Celtic lineup. If you're heading to the match tonight, uh, kicks off in what, less than an hour. Hart and goals. Ralston, Carter Vickers and Starfelt. Montgomery back in. McCarthy in the midfield with Turnbull. Abada up front with Rogic, Wade, Jota and Ayeti. The, the striker on the bench, Bain, Scales, Beton, Jikamakis, so the first chance to see Gigi if he comes on, Soro, Bolingoli, Uruhidi, Welsh, and Juranovic. Um, we're still yeah. waiting for you're the Wraith Rovers team. But you're yeah. allowed nine subs yeah. for the League Cup uh -huh. uh, games, obviously, just seven back to seven. So again, you can use five in the in, in the League Cup games as, as well if you want, because it's still three in the, in blink, the league. Blink, blink last night and five changes were made. Of course, it happened really quickly. Yeah, you know, Tonight, Craig, what a massive game this is yeah. for, and we always say, but how, how big do you think for for the manager and for the club? Uh, look, for the club, it's a massive game. It's an opportunity mm. to get to, to a semi-final yeah. uh, or the first cup competition. Get to Hamden. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great opportunity. Uh, and again, a club that expect to, to be winning trophies. Um, Secondly, you've got to bounce back from a, a league defeat and, a, and a, a disappointing start to the season in terms of results. Okay, the, the performances, um, you know, have been decent in in terms of the you know there's a clear intent. People see the style that Ange wants to play. Mm -hmm. uh, defensively, I'm looking at the, uh, the 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 back four again, and I'm thinking. Um, the changes that are, are made again. Montgomery comes in, which is great. Uh, but again, Bolongoli was in the last game. Yep. Now he's on the bench. Yep. Uh, Ralston's back in. Juranovic is back out. It's Again, it's kind of, I think, both sides of the old firm, that chopping and changing of teams has been something that has happened quite a lot already this season. And it's probably affected both teams in terms of the level of performance that they've been able to hit. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why, particularly for Ange Postecoglou, with so many new players coming in, he himself being new to the club as manager, new to, to, to Europe and Scottish football, he, he's, he's just going to have to, there'll be a lot of chopping and changing until he finds, he says, you know what, I'm going with them. I see it. I see this potential. I'm going to stick with that partnership. Come with me. There'll be mistakes because they're wrong. They're getting to know each other. Um, but I think it's still, but, but the thing that I think he'll probably take or what will be giving him comfort is, I think there's four or five 
right good players here, mm. and it's just about then dotting in the rest of whatever ones that that, that that he feels. Go back three years ago, Stephen Gerrard took him six transfer windows to get a title winning yeah. team. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that because he was up against a formidable team when they first mm. took over. It was Brendan Rodgers Celtic. He was up against Ange Postecoglou, who's inherited a club that is trying to claw back 25 points against a team okay that's not mm. flying just now mm. but they're well drilled you know they, they know each other so there's going to be a lot of problems at Celtic teething problems and they, they've just got to work their way through them Where's the magic coming from tonight then? What's your prediction? Uh, look for, I think that Celtic will will run out comfortable winners in the end uh, I've really liked what I've seen from Jota Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, I think that he's a, he's a player that looks as if he just he, he enjoys his football. He, he wants to get the ball. He wants to get at people. Um, That's a game made for him then. I, against, I, I think so. Yeah, I think under so. Under the lights. Look, yeah. a, a Yeti again. The the, the the critique is always going to be there because I don't think that he's a player that in the after this next window and Kyogo's back, he, he's he's a squad player at best. He's not somebody that's going to uh, lead your line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be interested to see. I think Marcus will at least get 30 minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think and that's a good opportunity for everybody to to really have a look. And, and we know his record coming into um, into Scotland on the back of 26 goals for, uh, for Venlo, mm-hmm. a team that got relegated. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how far he is away or, mm. or again, you know, Abada who, who got that earlier game uh, because I think it was an injury to someone he got his debut mm-hmm. a little bit earlier Yeah, and he was unbelievable. He so, was loving so, life with Kyogo, yes. wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah and and, yeah. and Rogic as well. Yep. Rogic and Kyogo in terms of, Mark, you were touching on partnerships. Yeah. When Kyogo was fit uh, and Rogic is, is starting to find that level again, mm. their combination play I thought was a real real positive yeah. for Celtic. Mark, can I throw two names at you? We've only got a minute and a half left. Um, yep. James McCarthy. And David Turnbull for different reasons, but Turnbull could be a big night for him. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're all big nights just now. Uh, Paul Turnbull, you know, really want to go and establish himself, take his game to another level. Scotland game's coming up, massive game mm. against Israel on October the 9th, Saturday night at Hamden Park, a sellout. Turnbull will want to be involved in that, and, and the way to do that is to play well uh, for Celtic. And James McCarthy, yeah, it's been slow, Paul, again, you know, he's just he's finding his feet, but I've absolutely no doubts that James McCarthy will be a top quality player right. uh, for, yeah. oh absolutely he's, he's far too good Listen, it's a wee bit slow for him he's finding his feet he's one or two wee niggles that he's just got to shake off but in terms of what he will bring to Celtic over the next two or three years he will be an absolutely outstanding player for the club David Turnbull's 50th appearance of course yeah. already scoreline tonight uh, Celtic 3 Wraith 0 3 nil for Celtic ok and uh, briefly with Derby going into administration David Marshall Surely a deal would be done and Celtic could sign him. I know they probably want to get Barkas away or whatever or Bain or but is that not the opportunity to get the Scotland goalkeeper? He's not playing at the moment. He's training at Derby, but he's not playing. I bet if he comes up, say for example, if that situation that you're talking about yeah. and he comes to Celtic and he's not playing, you know, like he needs to be playing in my opinion. But more chance to play at Celtic, because he's number three now at Derby, he could be the number two behind uh, Joe Hart. You're not buying it. No, I don't see it now, Paul. Okay. I don't see it um, now. But yeah, David Marshall needs to go and play somewhere because he's to too play. good to be sitting on yeah. a bench. Scoreline play. Score line tonight. We got you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go yep. for for three one. And this, oh, I yep. think that I still I just Who I look I look, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look defensively and I just go you know there's still I still have concerns. I, I think that Celtic will breathe a, a lot easier mm-hmm. once Julian is back. Craig and I are back here with Davy Proven on Saturday. Tomorrow night, it's the top team. It's Mark, Rob <laughs> and Davey. Joko Day's next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.